and welcome to episode number 27 of I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name is Denise Ferguson from Fine to Bed, and today I am here with Kate Cohen from Sleep Time Baby. Hi Kate, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yes, I'm good, thank you. Just back from a run and warming up inside. So Kate, tell us all about your business and what it is you do. Sure. So, um, so yeah, my business is called Sleep Time Baby and it, it, it is a, I'm just saying, it is a, a children's sleep consultancy essentially. So it sort of does a bit more than um, the name suggests because I don't just deal with babies. But essentially the aim that I have is to help parents understand all about their children's sleep and help them kind of look at any issues they might be having and make suggestions in terms of how to kind of improve them. So I sort of help um, families from around about sort of four months old up until about kind of six years uh, just to kind of navigate through the many many uh, changes and different issues that people can face around sleep and obviously um, get them all all the family rested um, again that's essentially kind of what I do. That sounds amazing I could have done with that um, 10 and 12 or 11 and 12 years ago now and there was like, well, not that I knew of, there was nothing around that sort of thing. Well, not for the normals, for, for the yeah. celebs, obviously. But well, so what made you get into this? How long have you been doing it? So it's coming up for four years now. And um, you're right, when I, even when I started it, then there wasn't that many people around kind of doing it. And I think what happened from our situation is that I've got two children, so my, um, my second child uh, at the time, um, he was about two, and he basically hadn't really slept that well ever. Um, and it was kind of one of those moments of realization. We were sort of coming up to Christmas and going, oh my God, we really need to sort this out. And I was um, working in London in a, in an agency, doing lots of advertising and kind of having you know fun all time, but like basically was going to work every day, sleep deprived and just couldn't handle it. So. Essentially, what we did is we hired our own sleep consultant, and uh, it fixed the problem within like two or three days. And we're like, "Oh my gosh, how do we not know what was we were doing so wrong?" And there were some kind of very simple changes, but there's some fundamental kind of uh, sort of misunderstandings that we had around sleep. And that kind of led me to kind of look back and go, "Oh my gosh, what what could we have done better?" You know, you sort of judge yourself in all of this, but actually really it was probably just about the cat we'd muddled our way through things and because of that kind of realization and because perhaps I was thought maybe this is time for a bit of a change anyway I um I kind of resigned my job and this opportunity came up to train as a sleep consultant um and so I did that and then thought right well I'll, I'll give this a go and see, see kind of what happens and see if I can kind of help other people understand more about sleep so they could get their sleep back and that's basically happened like four years ago um and still kind of going you know sort of I suppose from uh, you know strength to strength and I love kind of the ability to sort of you know like help people I think that's kind of what I was missing in perhaps my job before is that actually now I have this kind of connection with people and you get to make a real impact on, on someone else's life which is which is really great so yeah love that that would have made such an impact on my life because I had my children 19 months apart and my right. first child didn't sleep through the night at all before yeah. I had my second child and luckily on the night we bought my second child from home from hospital she slept through the night but then <laughs> didn't afterwards for the next you know god knows how many years because her then her younger sister wasn't sleeping and although my second child was much better it was 
four solid years of not sleeping yeah you know through the night and I went back to work when my kids were three weeks old because I ran my own business and it was just a slog a real slog so what are your kind of top tips for parents in order to get this sleep back into I, I mean I presume it's a it's a rhythm issue and what are the main issues for children well, um, it, it varies massively, and that's the thing that kind of no one child is the same. So it's like actually trying to make sure that you understand the fundamentals, and that's where the kind of the whole basis comes from. So when I, when one of the things that we didn't really understand was the fact that um, all sleep is based on there's lots of science behind it, and actually it's quite an unknown uh, thing really because obviously you can't, you don't know what happens when you sleep. So if you have issues, it's very hard to communicate them, but children and adults and babies all go through sleep cycles so if you can understand what a sleep cycle is it can help you to understand the root of the problem so just to explain that briefly a sleep cycle is essentially the journey you go through um, through the night or through any kind of nap times that link together to create this constant period of sleep so um, a newborn sleep cycle for example is about 35 minutes long um, and then at four months, it lengthens out to about 45 minutes long. And then as they get towards adulthood, and um, that's when it lengthens to about an hour and a half. And those are the sort of the major kind of changes in that. So if you've got a kind of a, a child that's waking up every kind of 45 minutes or perhaps within increments of that, then it's often linked with how they go to sleep because the different stages of the sleep cycle are that you have this sort of period of light sleep. So that's that kind of like, maybe if you kind of drift off on the sofa and you sort of fall asleep and then jerk yourself awake, it's kind of, that's the first stage of sleep and it's really easy to kind of rise from. And then you go into sort of um, more REM sleep, a bit of deep sleep and then back out into light sleep. But then at the end, there's like this kind of little moment of almost wakefulness and the, the whole kind of concept around self-settling which is a common thing that people often kind of talk around sleep is that if a child needs help to go to sleep in the first place then they're more likely to wake at that moment in time at the end of the sleep cycle to then need help going back to sleep so if you can encourage your child to settle on their own then they're more likely to be able to go through the sleep cycles as either the night goes on or the, the kind of a nap happens so in many ways to explain that is kind of one of the biggest tips because if you find your child is, um, is dependent on something to go to sleep then that's the thing that you want to try and um, identify as perhaps the issue so that could be for example um, and just to sort of to be clear these are only a, a problem if they're a problem in the sleep terms because sometimes children can sleep quite well with being helped to sleep so for example if a child's being fed to sleep or rocked to sleep or has a dummy or needs to hold a hand or a parent is in the room and they have problems sleeping then those things could be causing them to kind of wake so um, that's that's probably the major thing that I try and help people understand and, and think about kind of altering there are lots of other things to consider so things like what's your daytime schedule look like are they sleeping too much in the day are they sleeping you know not enough in the day and um, what's your bedtime environment look like what's your routine what times they go to bed all of these sort of different component parts are really kind of vital to understand so that you can build your your own kind of journey to sleep and your your child's kind of sleep picture so yeah those are probably um, the top top kind of things to think about 
it's so hard as a parent though, isn't it? Because we're always second guessing ourselves and we always think we're getting it right and then we always think we're getting it wrong and we're probably doing neither, to be honest. But you try, always trying your best to kind of give your kids exactly what it is that, that they tell you they need. But sometimes that's actually the worst thing for them, you know, when you, you're constantly soothing them or getting to them too fast and stuff like that. And I know, I think the reason that my second slept better than my first is because I was always on hand immediately for my first. Yeah. And my, with my second, it was, I've got two now and you're going to have to divide, you know, I'm going to have to divide my time between you guys. So I think that kind of helped the situation a lot. She was a lot more self-sufficient in, you know, soothing herself and stuff like that. Or maybe it was the fact that we had more hands on deck with a, you know, a toddler sticking a dummy in whenever she yeah. gets a noise or anything. But it definitely made it easier that she was an easier sleeper. Do you think there is easier sleepers and really terrible sleepers? Or is it, could they all potentially be as good as each other if they were all in the same environment? I think I think there are different sleep habits that, and sleep needs that children have. So you know, when you look at kind of the age um, age appropriate recommendations, there's always a massive variance between how much sleep a child will need, and it can be like a three hour variance even at the kind of the age of about I don't know six to kind of nine months. So there's definitely kind of backup to say they're different, and you know, obviously I deal with mainly children that don't sleep well, so. No one comes to me and says, oh, my child sleeps amazingly. Tell me what more I can be doing, because that's just a non-conversation. But, um, you know, from my own point of view, so my eldest daughter, she was, um, I mean, she wasn't great, but she kind of got it. And I think we were kind of almost perhaps the opposite in a way to how you've described. And this is it. So actually, it comes down to sometimes what you as a parent um, evolve your world to be. So I think because we had only one child we were kind of perhaps more focused on um, getting her to sleep well whereas when my son came along we were almost overcompensating because we didn't want to ruin her good sleep so actually we kind of worked it the other way around and I think it depends on what your your kind of situation is and you know it will be I was it's always really surprising when I kind of help people out and look at the kind of the results because obviously you know the end point is that the child is sleeping much better when I help them but then um, the starting point is always a very different one and it's about what you as a parent want to do to change it and I suppose that's that's about interpreting the parental style because I don't force anything on anyone so you know like today had a conversation with a client and said okay well, what what do you want to do in this do we want to push it so that you're getting quick results or do you want to sort of let it evolve and that's that's often down to kind of who these people are and you know most people are kind of quite um balanced in terms of what their what their objectives are but if you want to kind of you see quick results you might need to be a bit stricter and a bit kind of uh, harsher I suppose and I think that has got to be dependent on on who you are as an individual so I suppose I do think there are differences in the way that children sleep and individual children have different sleep needs but often it's down to how we as parents help them and teach them and educate them and that kind of goes across like a you know loads of things in in kind of life I suppose and and how you kind of deal with you know the the toddler that's screaming in the supermarket and you know causing a, a tantrum and what do you do in that state you know everyone will have a different response and, and the child will learn from from that as well so it's what we can do to kind of help them along the journey as well I think. 
yeah no it's, it's interesting that it is we are all such individual parents and it, there's no right or wrong way to to, to do it like yeah. I said we are all winging it and trying our best to have you know well-balanced children that kind of you know sleep well and eat well and exercise right and behave nicely and you know get a good education and and sometimes it is especially when it comes to sleep sometimes you just feel like you need to do anything you can do to yeah. get that child to sleep so yeah it's it's uh it's interesting and although it's you know a long time ago for me you know six or seven years ago since my kids had problems sleeping it it's well remembered I can tell you that yeah that's it and I think that's the kind of the the important factors that people you know they do try and sort of do anything to get them to, to sleep and and often that's kind of where when you need to take that step back and go actually if I could understand what the problem is I can do more about it but you know I was set that, that in in that situation whereby you know he was up for probably at least an hour and a half each night and you know me and my husband were both trying to then get up and go to work and exist in in that world and, and we didn't know what was going wrong and and, and that's the whole sort of you know the kind of the the thing that obviously that we solved and if people are struggling then actually sometimes it's better just to kind of even just try and reach out for a little bit of help to go what what's what could I be doing here and you're right you know there's no kind of right or wrong way to um approach it all it's about what's right for your your child and your kind of world and you know this this sleep can be quite a contentious issue you know there are um kind of people who sit on a very uh, you know kind of gentle sleep situation and um and I have every respect for people who want to kind of co-sleep and who want to kind of um be very responsive to their their children's needs because I think in that world in their world that's obviously really really important um, and I think if you're going to make you know kind of shift to sleep improvement in there then you're probably looking at um compromising you know your your perhaps your perfect night's sleep because you'll be helping your child out now those problems may not last forever and then then you'll evolve it as things go on and then you've kind of got the other side of the the sort of the the spectrum which is the kind of the real sort of almost juniper type like very routine based very want to get my child sleeping through the night at a very early age and and in, in many ways you need to figure out where you sit on that spectrum and and I suppose in most cases I probably sit somewhere in the middle because it, if yeah you I definitely be... do not sit anywhere near the Gina Ford yeah. that is so <laughs> against well. everything mm. that I believe in as a parent and I'm, I'm I'm also not the you know softly softly I'm very strict with my children and stuff like that I have, I have expectations for their behavior um but I, I I just cannot resonate with that whole militant strict behavior it doesn't 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 speak to me as a parent at all then again I can kind of understand why people get into that cycle because they see that a well-known name you know Mm. gets results from it and think well you know I'll give it a go yeah and and I think it's the difficulty with those sort of books, so you know, whether it's Gina Ford or any of the other kind of um, routine-based sleep books, is they're very prescriptive, and they have to be in a way because that's what people are they're going to them for guidance. And uh, unfortunately, the problem is when it doesn't work, what do you do? Because you know, you, you then try and force things, and your child might not be in their camp of whatever you know stage they're they're talking about. They may not want, they don't, may not react in the same way. Or you know, I think I remember reading 
the Gina Ford book and going, okay, so apparently, um, yeah, down for a nap at 10 o'clock and then I can make myself a cup of tea and then I'm allowed to do the ironing. And I'm like, right, firstly, I don't really do ironing and I don't drink tea, so even that doesn't work for me. I mean, I'm more than happy to have another cup of tea, but I'm not picking up the iron for anything, so no no for me. (laughs) Yeah, and that's why, you know, you've got to look at it and what kind of works for you and and like that kind of spectrum comes into play and... and, um, there are so many different ways of looking at it and, and different approaches that there is always a way to kind of navigate it for yourself. Um, I think, you know, that's the, that's the important thing. It's what works for, for you and what you need to make happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Minefield. No, I mean, parenting's a minefield. I, I keep saying that over and over again, but it, it bloody well is. I mean, none of us are, are nailing it, are we? If you see somebody who says that no. they're doing an excellent job at parenting, then they clearly lost their tiny mind. <laughs> yes, so exactly. when you're not doing, you know, sleep with um, sleep time baby, sorry, what are you doing? Where where can you be found? What's your favourite things to do when you're not working? Uh, well, uh, at the moment, not very much because I've had this ankle operation about um, four weeks ago, so I can't walk currently. So I'm sort of I'm very much static. Um, oh, so me moaning about running in this weather today is <laughs> yeah. kind of like I wish I was outside. Go for your life. No, it's fine. And it's kind of only a temporary thing, but um, it does make you realise because I suppose I wouldn't say I'm a naturally like super active person, but when you are constrained by something for the right reasons, so I had a problem in my ankle, it needed fixing, and the you know the operation well everything along those worlds, but you sort of just respect everything that you did before so even like you know walking to the shops for example brilliant you know and kind of doing anything that's kind of active so but my main my main kind of passions are um you know kind of things like uh i used to go swimming quite a lot horsey horse riding's probably the main thing that i kind of commit to i don't have a horse myself but i help a friend out and ride and that becomes a social and a you know just a, a you know an enjoyable thing that i've always sort of probably done um, and yeah, and then I suppose it just creeps into the whole food, drinking, eating, you know, that sort of carry out with friends, but um, yeah, variety of sorts. But yeah, it's all a bit on hold slightly at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> no, I um, I snapped my foot in half, literally just stepping oh, right. off of my front doorstep about, God, it must be about eight years ago now. And the, it, yeah. I was just immobile for god knows how long and it was awful mm. so yeah. yeah feel for you it was oh. that's a bit rubbish anyway i hope you are better soon so where Thank can you. people find you then if they need your help so um my website sleeptimebaby.co.uk and um, so far over there and you can have a look at kind of the services i offer and you know uh, I, I kind of focus on trying to give options for for everyone really so there are um, you know, kind of troubleshooting calls, which are like half an hour chats just to go through small issues. And then I kind of have a, um, an online course which you can do, um, which is you know, kind of the lower end of the sort of the budget scale, but it still has loads of help in there. Um, and then you kind of pick up to sort of more of the bespoke consultations that I have, which focus on making sure that you're getting the right plan for you and the right kind of advice that's for your child and, and for their age. So that's all on there. Um, and then I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Monday's my kind of Q&A day. So um, I always put up like a kind of question sticker on my stories on Instagram and on Facebook, just a little kind of uh, post just saying, just send, send me your sleep questions and I'll answer them. And it's really, um, it's really curious because 
you get a, a variety of questions but often people use it as just a kind of a sense check so you know that kind of like that sort of loss in the kind of quagmire of sleep it's just little questions that hopefully I can give them a bit of guidance it's not meant to be like the answer to everything but it's more like okay what my son's waking early what should I do and so it's, it's those sort of things that I kind of love to you know in a way just give advice out and um, help people hopefully navigate through it all so yeah oh that's that's probably best place to find me on social media as well so yeah I suppose half the problem with the question and answers is that as a mother as a parent you're in such the fog of non-sleep that you're not even thinking straight either I remember one day I was so sleep deprived that I had to fill in a form for something at work I couldn't even remember my address (laughs) Just, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't get it no, from my head at exactly. all. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. And it, people talk about it as you know, sleep sleep deprivation is a form of torture. You know, that's what people you know kind of do to turn people you know around. So don't you know? It doesn't need to be suffering in, in silence. I think that's the thing. And there's people like myself that are out there to kind of either put you in the right direction or give you kind of further help if needed. So yeah. Well, yeah, I know my business partner. She, her children don't sleep because she's not long. Fergus is now must be nine months now, so right older than ten months now. So, and he's still not sleeping through the night, and she's absolutely exhausted. And her daughter before that hadn't slept through the night by the time she'd had Fergus anyway. So she's utterly exhausted. And Lottie, I'm going to tag you in this because her son, (sighs) he he doesn't sleep at all so right she'll be loving this and she's 17 weeks pregnant so she must be oh, wow. oh, yeah. terrified yeah. of having another one that doesn't sleep <laughs> so yeah that's fine so if you if someone else was to think about getting into this type of business or or any tips as a business at all what are your three tips for getting into this style of business and um, I think it's trying to find a, a, a passion for it all. I mean, there are lots and lots of sleep consultants out there. And in the last kind of four years, we've seen this real kind of growth in, in my area. But there's also been a growth in like lots of other either service-based industry, you know, kind of small businesses um, or, you know, other people who've taken up opportunities. And I think you've just got to know that it, you, you're up for it and you're ready to kind of give it a go and set sort of realistic expectations, I think. When I sort of started out, this was kind of my journey to um, doing something a bit, bit different and, in a way, a bit more worthy. When I worked for a corporate organisation, I felt a bit sort of flat about what I was perhaps doing. I was having a lot of fun, but not really achieving anything. Um, and you know, I put up a post on um, my own personal Facebook uh, last week. It was part of a kind of a visibility challenge, and I talked about the kind of the achievements that I'd had over the last four years. And I think, you know, sometimes we underestimate what we've done. And one of the comments that really struck me was someone said about how brave I was to have done this. And I thought, I don't feel brave to have done this, but perhaps that's something I don't, I kind of hadn't really thought about. And, you know, if you have this notion of wanting to try something out, then try it and be brave and take that step because there are so many amazing supportive people out there that will help you on your journey. Um, you know whether that's kind of networking or just finding people in the same field um, and you know I remember when I was training that someone said to me don't don't ever see anyone as competition because it's pointless you are your, yourself and your your individual and uh, yeah, I, I have, a, I have a mantra that I say over and over again we collaborate we don't compete there are yeah. a 
million surveyors out in the world and none of them do it the way I do and if you come to me it's because you want to work with me and that must be the same for you especially something as personal as your children you have to have to resonate with that person you're working with you can't have you know a a strong feeling towards them if you're going to work with them so no completely there's no such thing there's enough clients for all of us out there precisely and that's it And, and I think you know if you put your put yourself into it um in the right way and I think there's got to be a balance because you know like you were sort of saying about the kind of the perfect parent not really existing I know that I struggled a bit with balance of, of kind of work and you know the last sort of six months I think I've found my balance with it all and I'm, I'm really happy with that and you need to sort of eyes open go into it throw yourself into it but to the right level and um, you know just just give it a go because there's lots of opportunity out there and we don't have to kind of get stuck in the um, you know in the nine to five I suppose if you're not happy in there you know there's always uh, different ways of kind of looking at it but uh, yeah the world's your oyster oh the world is definitely your oyster I haven't worked a nine-to-five job for definitely more than 10 years and I can't imagine what that must be like if I can't you know down tools and go and collect my kids from school if there's something wrong or as it was today open the fridge to have my lunch and realize that my daughter's packed lunch was in there and kind of yeah drop everything and go and (laughs) do that you know that's just part of a working life for, for mums but I, I need that flexibility I mean there's so much time that I'm not here and you know and I can't take a pat lunch to school and I wouldn't have even been here to open the fridge but if I am I want to go and do that and if yeah and if the kids have got like a you know they had a show at the O2 arena last week I, I want to go to it you know I want to do all of that yeah. and it, and it just means that you have to balance everything I might work till 11 o'clock at night about six days a week but I've got to do something to make it all um, balance out so that's just my choice that I make yeah exactly and, and someone said to me, I was talking to an old colleague the other week and then they were like oh would you ever come back and I was like mm, no not really <laughs> it's like once you've kind of seen the other side it's like yeah I probably earned you know I, well I would have been earning more money um, but I don't think I'd be happier and then I think that's probably the, the, the kind of the key thing this, this makes me happy I think I make other people happy and that sort of nice round circle in my and family are happy so, yeah yeah follow your joy another one of the things that I repeat endlessly yeah. to people so I finish all of the podcasts with the eight mile moment so I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me I make that very clear whenever I'm on these podcasts and I also love Eminem and eight mile and he does his rap battles by saying all of the worst things about him he's white he's skinny lives in a trailer so his opponent can't say anything bad about him so Kate what are the worst things about you the worst things about me that's like the opposite interview question isn't it um the worst things about me, and people will definitely back this up, is that I am I'm pretty untidy. That my husband isn't, and I'm pretty kind of I suppose not dirty but messy. Yeah. So um, when I was doing my um, tax return the other week, you know, the night before, shall we say, um, I suddenly realised I hadn't really organised myself. It was fine. I got it done. Um, and so that's kind of one of the things that, you know, I'd probably say it's not not my kind of forte, but it's not something that's important to me, so I don't really care. Um, and, and I suppose similar to you, I think I, I, I kind of realised fairly recently, and it's when you get over things like, you know, doing this, 
like I I kind of looked in the mirror but and also I can't walk so it was a bit tricky I was like does it matter what I look like and then some people will be very bothered about that and, and in some ways that's kind of like this is just me and how I show up is who I am and that's kind of what so I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. It probably is a good thing, but do you see what I mean? It's kind yeah. of like actually, you sort of we live in this world by people might be like, oh well, you know, if you've got your makeup on, what you know, all that kind of stuff. But that's not not important. So no, I um, I love watching these podcasts back, and like you'll you'll have one podcast with me, like my hair and my makeup's done, and I'm wearing a nice dress, and then another one where I've got a face mask on, and another one where I've just come in for a run, <laughs> like today, no makeup on, yeah, yeah, and another one, you know, and I just just do it as I am and I had the best compliment the other day from a lady who always watches my podcast and she just said watching it is just like speaking to you it's just exactly who you are <laughs> and right. that's just what you've got to be in business and you people have got to kind of see if you are going to work with me this is what you're going yeah. to find sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah so oh, well, thank you so much for being on our podcast and as always everybody if you want to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast please do contact us at info at find-surveyors.co.uk thank you bye all right